What's up? Let's record that again. Forget that what's up crap. Hey. <clears throat> no, just let's hey, just how do you doing? Shh. Well, now I know which part he's using before the music. So here we are for another edition of the Grub Street Podcast. I'm Alan Sitzma, the editor of Grub Street, as always, joined by our sunny, rosy restaurant critic, Adam Platt. Hi, Alan. Adam, when was the last time you were in Brooklyn? I can't remember. I'm surprised you even found your way here. Where are we? I saw some graffiti out there. I saw some... You just followed the followed the signs. I saw some barefoot guys wearing flannel shirts and smoking corncob pipes. Well, you were either in Brooklyn or the 1840s. I mean, I figure this must be Brooklyn. I hear this ambient, sort of mellifluous, sort of whiny music. There's this smell of coffee beans. We are in as Brooklyn as it gets. We are in Bushwick. We are at a relatively new, couple-month-old coffee shop called Super Crown. I think some coffee watchers see it as one of the last big openings uh, in the world of high-end coffee. What do you mean, the last big openings? Were they like One art? of the latest. So they're like art galleries now. I mean, it's a new it's a new name. It's not another blue bottle. It's not another stump town. It's not another one of these things. It's, it's sort of like we've gotten past that level, and now you know these independent shops are popping up. This is one that people are kind of excited about. Have Maybe. you heard my theory about like coffee and stuff? I think coffee more than any other food stuff you could name is really sort of the gateway drug to our new fascinating, interesting, somewhat insufferable, artisanal, locally grown era. Coffee more than anything. More than bourbon, more than, uh, you know, all these things that people obsess over. Because coffee, my theory is, I go back to Starbucks. The new generation of highly sophisticated diners, really the millennial generation, sort of the Starbucks generation, whereas I was the fast food generation, and you maybe were the McDonald's generation. McDonald's generation, which is me, was fast food guy. You know, fast food is in, in its own right is something interesting and whatever. But that introduced you to sort of a new something, new, new kind of dining experience. But the Starbucks generation, Starbucks started out as a coffee shop much like this, right? Went big. Starbucks is really quite a sophisticated operation. And there's lots of different kinds of coffee, and people obsess over it, and they vote half-calf, math-calf, taff-calf, whatever, whatever. And people who grow up with this grow up with this idea that food is not just mass-produced, but it comes from a certain place, and you want certain tastes, and you want a certain experience. And I, so, I think so, so the Starbucks generation, sort of, they grew up with that. I mean, obviously, the next step is Blue Bottle, coffee bars like this, the whole coffee shop culture, which is like virulent all over New York and, in fact, the United States. So anyway, that's just my theory. Are you familiar with the, the term third wave, third wave coffee shops? Well, I'm, a, I'm familiar with third wave, but what's a third wave coffee third shop? Third wave coffee shops. Well, no, what is that? The third wave of the coffee movement is basically what you're talking about. When was the first like, wave? It was just coffee, like Folgers in the 90s, the cappuccino, espresso, whatever. That's like the second wave. That's the next one. So the third wave are these people like the people behind Blue Bottle, the people behind Stumptown, who started to think about coffee not just as a commodity, the beans themselves, but as an actual ingredient that should be treated as such, bought responsibly, 
all of that, which is basically what you're saying all right now. All good, yeah, all good. But also with that comes the whole lifestyle. But um, now we're kind of even past that. I we're mean, past it. We're past it. La Colombe has got bought by Chobani. Everybody's getting bought by these VCs. Yeah, VCs. It's like now in order to be a truly independent coffee shop, we've sort of gotten beyond that third wave even, I think, Stumptown, Blue Bottle. They're kind of like old news for a lot of people. And now it's like you have shops like this that are truly independent, that are trying to do something different. They have all these crazy, we're going to talk to the owners in a yeah. second, but they have all yeah. these crazy drinks. They have these machines that are doing things that are more, you're kind of like getting back to that second wave where it's like, okay, everybody's doing the same thing. Now we're going to add these new drinks that just pushes it well, harder and further. Very esoteric you find it like off-putting it's not off-putting it's just better. it's just more of the same it's just like it's like it's like the artisanal movement or whatever we call it keeps on grinding itself into a tinier and tinier holes i don't think you, you can are. really i'm enjoying it i like it i don't think you i don't mind it. that it's just stuff getting more interesting and better that's just what happens or as more, time progresses or more pretentious and twee but this is nice i like this this is fine why are you whispering? Because I don't want them to hear me say it's pretentious and twee, which is not. It's not. It's nice. It's delicious. We got rose. We're sitting under a roaster. We got bags of coffee from Columbia. We got the mellifluous twinkling tones in the background. We got some nice coffee. Let's say that. Let's note that I'm not. We're not offered at, the, at, the, at this third wave store coffee shops. The the cream part is not a big big thing. You're really supposed to taste the coffee. No, they, in and of they, itself. They. Dairy products are well considered, and if you would like them, I'm sure that they would be able to pair one perfectly. I didn't with see any over. soy milk. I didn't see any almond milk. I didn't see. Did anything. you ask? I was too afraid. Well, let's get the owners, and maybe you can just ask them directly. So we are here with Darlene Shearer, Philip Hoffman, partners, owners of Super Crown. Uh, thank you for having us. Thank you for letting us take over the back. Tell us what we're surrounded by. There's huge machinery everywhere that you don't typically see at yeah. most coffee shops. No, not at your local Starbucks, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we're uh, so we're a coffee roaster, and we're in the roastery area. Uh, so what's here is a 1952 uh, German roaster made by Probat. And it's, um, you know, cast iron, steel construction, um, really wonderful burners. We've got an ample gas supply, so we're doing 22 kilos at a time per How batch. long did it take to get this all? Because the, the, the setup is about twice as big as my whole apartment, so I want to yeah. just... This used to be a garage, right? Yeah, it was Actually, an auto it was, mechanic. it was a welding shop for auto mechanic, and then before that, we've learned from Tina's, the legendary coffee shop next door, that it was a notorious crack den in the, uh, in the 80s. Yeah. Well, that pretty much says it all, right? <laughs> but now, the new Bushwick, it's just artisanal crack, and it's all <laughs> exactly. locally sourced. I've been a coffee roaster since 2002. I uh, founded Gorilla Coffee in Park Slope. Uh, and so I was roasting, you know, in store there on a 12 kilo a Diedrich roaster. Um, and back then, you know, there were Starbucks or like kind of weird cafes that had soup and, you know, that would, like kind of 90s, like the when you think of Friends and like Central yeah, Perk, that yeah, like exactly, the giant like a, bowls of cappuccino. Bowl. And the, <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you uh, think of Starbucks? I mean, I I think that that's the reason I'm here talking to you about coffee. You know, I think it opened up the public to paying higher prices for specially prepared drinks, you know? Gateway drug. Yeah, you know, and also, you, you know, Howard Schultz was 
uh, pretty smart and and you know showed that people will come in and pay a certain amount for a drink and it was a sustainable business roasting your own products so you have uh, better prices and better margins and better control and all that stuff do you remember the first cup of coffee that you ever had that just sort of curled your toe hairs and made you go Man, kind of yeah. like a Proustian sort of yeah. you know <laughs> shivering experience. Um, so I went to school in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh God, I know. <laughs> but uh, I went. I was there from 1989 to 93, and there was a place called Arabica, just kind of a mispronunciation. We call it Arabica, but everyone called it Arabica. Um, and you know, and they were you know a second wave coffee house. You know, so it was like uh, I would get, you know, I would indulge and get a mocha, which was cold brew and some chocolate, you know, thing and topped with whipped cream and whatever. Um, and cappuccino, you know, like that whole that whole thing. And it was also very coffee house, you know, it was very like dark wood and people would sit there for hours reading and writing. I don't know, there was something about that that really, you know, I don't know, hit a sort of a core spot in me where I'm like I want to do that I want to have something that I want to make something with my hands and I want to have you know it has a value you have machines that I haven't even seen before so you have all these so Mm -hmm. people have been in these coffee shops I think are pretty familiar now with like some of the terms cold brew pour over Mm -hmm. siphon coffee but you have something I didn't see it has it's like a swirling mechanical pour over it has it's automated right yeah yeah so that's uh, that's the pour steady Um, and that's a pour over machine it's a robot it has a robot arm that goes you know across four different pour overs that you could have at one time so asynchronously you could have be making five pour overs literally designed by a nasa rocket scientist in guanas so how that much says it all right there so how much <laughs> hang, on, hang on one second when did this whole pour over thing happen like, I, I missed that how, how long you, ago was you that napping at him yeah nap, nap quite a lot actually <laughs> was, when, when did pour over where does that fit into our waves of this yeah i mean that's definitely like part, part of the third wave but third it, wave yeah there was a machine called the clover that starbucks ended up by ended up buying so it was gosh it was maybe fifteen thousand dollar commitment it was a you know vacuum procedure where you put in grinds and you would set parameters you know and that's what we're doing up here with pour steady but you would get a really delicious cup uh made in about a minute and that was great for roasters you know like i've but you know i was uh on the executive council with the roasters guild and so um, roasters guild roasters guild when did that happen (laughs) everything has a guild when did the roasters guild happen it's uh, chaucer Chaucer's time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's a profess- professional association. It's part of the Specialty Co- Coffee Association of America, the SCAA. So, you know, people talking about kind of the state of coffee growing and coffee buying. So this machine was there. And so, you know, it's kind of the idea of getting roasters on board to distribute it and get, you know, so that their customers would talk about coffees like black coffees. How much of the appeal of running a coffee shop, being part of this culture, is the hardware? There are just like it feels like there's so many cool toys that everybody gets really excited about from the from the machines, from the roasters. Clearly, part of the millennial allure. (laughs) Like I was saying, it's this all-encompassing world that just sucks you in and will not let you go. But the huge espresso machines have been on bars for a century. Yeah, well, yeah. There's also, but there's a there's a bit that's true, you know. And I love a big, beautiful machine, you know. (laughs) I cannot lie. But so, what also is happening? 
doing is like putting everything below the counter you know so that you have a really nice rapport with the barista right. and you can see the skill level and you know they have a better conversation you know all right so let's get down to brass tacks here sure. i'm starting to sense sort of a backlash from some people towards this that coffee's gotten too over the top it's gotten too pretentious you know, what do you say when people are like, you know, Folgers is fine. I'm okay with Starbucks. I like all that. Like, uh, Folgers what? is really not fun. I mean, I won't even say Folgers is fun. I'm not saying you. <laughs> Can I I I'll say Starbucks is fun. I think you are fun. an erudite, educated coffee drinker. I think there are some people who think Starbucks is fine. Or Starbucks, like Keurig or whatever. Like, I don't really like Starbucks. I think the proof is in the cup. I think the answer to your question is that taste the coffee. I mean, our coffee is expertly roasted by Darlene in the back of this shop. And the coffee tastes extraordinarily delicious and fresh. You know, it doesn't it, it tastes better. I don't think it's just about geeking out on the hardware. I think it's about making. Um, I think there's a culinary aspect, quite frankly. I think it's about you know why that's like saying um, is sous vide just geeking out, or are certain things better cooked sous vide? I think the answer is certain things are better cooked sous vide. I think that in I think the technology is serving the quality. You, I really do. Have palettes changed over time? Have you noticed that mm-hmm. people are more, your customers are more discerning, that they come to you, that they yeah. type out their little tasting notes on their computers and they read them off? Do we should, have you noticed any of that? Uh, you know what I've been noticing is people drinking black coffee here, which is, you know, I mean, I've been in this game since 2002 and that's huge, you know. It's a trend. That's, they don't like milk. They don't want almond milk. They well, don't want to yeah, sully I mean, their palate. I think it's because the coffee's delicious, but like it's yeah. not, you know, it's not a huge roast flavor to it. You know, I'm really just trying, you know, drinking it black and noticing a difference between this cup and this cup and this cup. You know, not, you know, I could I could roast away, source a certain way and roast a certain way so everything tasted the same. But that's really not what I'm trying to do. I would argue that it's the opposite of pretentious what's happening here okay. in terms of the craft of coffee making I really would yeah hopefully and it, the, I feel like there's like such a humility to it all you mm-hmm. know of like exactly. the, the people who are involved with uh, you know every stage of production and like having you know like I really I'm really conscientious about what coffees we're choosing and like and why you know why is that unique and sort of pr- kind of drawing people into that and there's a you know, there's a there's a, a lot of issues, sustainability issues with uh, with coffee growing regions, and so you know, if the producers are doing a really great job of like picking only ripe cherries and then milling it within certain parameters, and and just being at the top of their game, knowing that they'll get a better price for their coffee per pound, and you know, and sell out, and you know, like we're kind of all in that game together. Okay, so one thing I want to ask about though, you were at Gorilla, and I usually associate Gorillas beans with this really dark kind of oily roast that was you know put in a french press and you go whereas here you know the the roasts are a lot blonder they're a lot lighter the coffee sort of seems a lot lighter the techniques are different is that what are the advantages to doing that over the darker roasts? i mean because you are seeing a lot of these shops are doing lighter roasts now and it's sort of started in scandinavia it's popular in scandinavia anyway yeah i mean some people call it nordic style when i'm sourcing these coffees and they're really they're high scoring you know so like in a scale of like you know one to 100 they're like in the 90 range you know what i mean and so these are or you know award-winning and whatever so i guess it's like a nice cut of steak you wouldn't you know cook it well you right. know or if you were just like oh i got all these really great ingredients and i'm making this bread you wouldn't burn that loaf of bread so it does help the nuance come out a little bit more you think that's what i'm trying to do yeah. i'm trying to bring out the, the, you know it's a it's a personal it's like a personal statement of like this is where i think this coffee sings you know let's do a tasting we so just we heard get three, yes. the three yes. things that will don't tell us what it will. It will yep. taste. It will be, give our notes, and you'll okay. tell us whether we're right or we're wrong. Okay. <laughs> and we might even compete with each other. 
Okay. So coffee first, then a second round of treats. We'll kind of yeah. Let's we'll do coffee. We can wash it down with a milkshake. We like to like <laughs> really like get our palates like, <laughs> and then our hearts will explode. <laughs> So here we have three carafes of coffee. Uh, we've got, each one has three little glasses on it. They're all set up nicely on little wooden trays, I'm sure, uh, hand-carved somewhere. And uh, we're going to do a little taste test here, and it's going to be great. But each carafe is numbered, so we don't know what it is, but it's numbered so that the coffee masters know what it is. And uh, let's go. So, shall I pour? So this is one. one. Let's close our eyes. From the expert, are there cupping... Are there cupping techniques that we need to know here? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Just try to get it like that, you know, like through, so you can get it across, like across your tongue, yeah. What say you, Admiral? At the moment, it tastes like coffee. The beauty of things like this is that the <laughs> well, notes reveal really... themselves retroactively. Oh, that sounds like a hedge <laughs> to me, my friend. I'm tasting tobacco and coffee and smoothness, and I said harshness and smoothness, and... Uh, there's a harshness and a smoothness? Yeah, it starts off with a little, like wine, a little bang, then a softness, nice finish. It's light. I mean, it's light in a nice way. It's, it tastes clean, it tastes very crisp, we it's not sniff this? a good word. It, I mean, we a sniff it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's your two. I mean, I'm getting a buzz. I mean, I get a... <laughs> oh, yeah, well, there's caffeine, Thank that's you. for sure. Oh, see, I mean, you smell it, and you smell the difference. Oh, my, yes. And this is a little more subtle and perfumed. Floral. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say floral. <laughs> there is a floral note that's happening here. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh. Uh, Brooklyn talking. Didn't yeah. I say perfume? <laughs> Are you getting kind of like pear on this one? I'm getting no pear on this no, one. No, cinnamon. Is but this I'm getting the kind a light of like, sort of. There's like a, like a syrupy kind of like a, there's like a simple syrup to it. Uh, just on the, on the more, nose you might say. I'm getting a, a light. more on the, the first one. I'm you getting know? a light, frothy little buzz on this one. <laughs> that might be a little flower. You could convince. I can convince myself. And so also, they open up more as they cool. They're you know, opening. Like, they're opening up. Oh my God! Really? Mm. <laughs> opening. Mm. I like two better. All right, mm-hmm. let's move on. Okay. I notice the admiral's hedging his bets. He's not out front on these tasting notes. <laughs> how did you get to be the admiral? What did I say? What did I say? How did you get? Floral? How did you get to be the it's admiral? A long story, my friend. <laughs> Nobody really knows its origins costu- except for me. Is there a costume involved? Well, it's his profile. You know, it's his commanding presence and. He's often lost at sea. Storms oh, breaking all over wow. the place. This one I would say is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. It's your latest, <laughs> for <Yeah>. gosh sakes. <laughs> no, it's That's not, because a- there's like... Mm. I don't know, not vanilla. There, like, there is that kind of like. There's some sort of like, like that you associate with pastries, like that kind of flavor. Oh to it. yeah, yeah. It's like a pineapple-y. This one's a little more like yeah. tropical fruit. I don't know, I'm so buzzed, I can't taste anything anymore. Yeah. You almost wouldn't want to put milk in it. I'm so glad well, you said that. Although, I know I said that's that. That's the highest <laughs> compliment that I knew. Yeah, I know. I know what people. I know what coffee geeks want to hear. <laughs> Do you have milk at the store? We have one. What one kind of milk? milk? Whole milk. Just, that's it, but that's not it. some sort of special farm. That's what's out on the counter. No, we have well, almond milk. We have but no, like you know, at the station we don't have five different varieties. Mm-hmm. You can ask a barista, like I really want almond milk, or can I get skim? Yeah, half so what's, half. What's our favorite? My number one, give the stars. Stars are number one, which actually tastes sort of like sour crab juice. Now, four or out of five, sour. do four out of four. 
I'm giving one two stars. I'm going I'm going two, three, four in that order. I'm going one, two, three. Just because right. so I don't want to be just wrong. what you yeah, do. You never give the top rating. Can't have a top rating. Can't be perfect. Nothing's perfect. Do you want me to reveal? Do the reveal? Yeah, so no, okay. what's number one? Where's number it from? Number one is the Feldome. From, that, that's the, the Colombian. That's yep. the Colombian. And that's like, you know, that's our... Basic. No, that's our highest price coffee right oh, now. Jeepers. Yeah, this was a couple, we, couple of excellence winner our, in 2011. Our palates, <laughs> our palates are wanting, my friend. I'm afraid we have to conclude the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, you know, it's also personal preference, you know. So this is a really beautiful Colombian. It's really uh, sweet and it's, uh, juicy. You know, that's lemon-lime syrupy. Lemon-lime. Um, yeah, lemon-lime. Like 7-Up. You know, like, syrupy. Okay. Yeah. So this uh, the second one is uh, Rwanda Gatesi, and this is really beautiful coffee. Those were that's pear, nectarine, cinnamon. That's what we were getting. Nectarine, on, uh, nectarine, yeah. nectarine. So it's also juicy, and it's just that's a really beautiful coffee that was a cup of excellence winner in, t- in 2012. All right. Did our um, what about our winner? Did that win the any winner? Excellent yeah, this is cups? Ne- this is Peru. These are all very yeah. seasonal coffees too. Peru is you know South America's uh, in season right now. Um, this is a yellow Katura. This is cane juice, tropical fruit, lemon. I'm getting lively now. We're, what about these milkshakes with coffee in Coming it? up. Oh. Hitting the, hitting the machine right. as but, we speak. So this is the thing that you guys do that I think a lot of other people don't do. You have, like, a lot of, like, really fun drinks that aren't just straight coffee drinks. I mean, you're kind yeah. of pushing things forward a little bit. In yeah. terms of the ingredients that you're using and the yeah, concoctions that you're doing. Yeah, we're doing, like, right now we have a coffee milkshake, um, which is amazing, you know. I mean, so it's a Ample Hills Sweet Cream. You know, they, they have they have great coffee, or great, great ice creams, but they use sweet cream as a base in a lot of stuff. Or they add vanilla and whatever. Um, and so, you know, I went to them and I was like, I just want sweet cream. You know, like, your basic, basic base. Um, and so that's what we have here. And then we add uh, a double shot of espresso and then coffee grinds. There it is. Here it comes. Here's the milkshake. I think Platt has found his new favorite. Yeah, that is good. Platt, he's going to readjust his ranking. Uh-oh. You got, the, mean, you got the cream. You got the little crunchy grounds in there. That is just heaven. Oh, yeah. So now we know where Platt's palate lies. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere north of... Uh, but I mean, you know, I mean, that's, that's like, you know, in the end, that's like, that's a crowd pleaser. The, right. There's no one who's tried that. I was like, nah. Yeah. You know. Not for yeah. me. Yeah. No. The nuance of the cupping experience goes out the window when the milkshake is here. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That was delicious. Thank oh, you. Oh, great. Yeah, really. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for coming. coming to Bushwick. Appreciate it. Bushwick? Are We're we in Bushwick? Bushwick? Yeah. And sitting in front of the pink wall. Where's Bushwick? Platt is is literally jittering right now. <laughs> jittering. Like, he I'm, can't I'm, sit still. His I'm, leg. I'm, I'm tweeting. Is I'm Instagramming. Bouncing. I'm Instagramming. I'm tweeting. So I'm, it must I'm on be social time. media. I'm doing stuff. I, I got stuff to do. <laughs> so that's it for us. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Grub Street podcast. We're part of the Panoply Network. I want to say thank you to our producer Sam Digman. Thanks also to Andy Bowers and Laura Mayer at Panoply. And uh, thank you again to our hosts at Super Crown, Darlene and Philip. We'll be back in two weeks with another new episode. Thanks so much for listening. Are you still recording? Yeah. I do have one more question. So, Adam, what do you think? Are you a convert? Where does your cup of coffee come from tomorrow morning? Super Crown. <laughs> Woo! Yes! <laughs> That's a long commute. That is pandering at its uh, finest. Gonna, we'll I'll come be, to I'll you, I'll be dude. commuting, uh, you know, via horse carriage and uh, bicycle. <laughs> <laughs>